Don't worry about what you have or don't have to give. Giving proportionately of what we are provided relieves the pressure of worrying about what you have or don't have. We rely on the Lord as our source, and we give according to that. Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines, including Nebo tools and flashlights, sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. Or Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org. Now, get ready for On the Bright Side with Bobby. When the Apostle Paul was encouraging the believers in Corinth, he had something interesting to say about living in excellence. This is what he said. But just as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in complete earnestness, and in your love for us, see that you excel also in this grace of giving. You see, Paul wanted them to understand that just like you could grow and achieve excellence in all these other areas, you need to excel in the area of giving. He said, see that you also excel in this. So I think it's important that no matter where you are in your spiritual journey, you should strive for excellence in giving. So I want to share with you a few simple things we can all do to become better givers. And these few reminders come from something that's sometimes called the principle of proportionate provision. And what that means is that God's provision dictates our proportion. In other words, what he provides us determines what we give. If he gives a little, then from that little we are to give. And if he gives us a lot, an abundance, from that abundance, we are to give accordingly. Do you remember the story of Elijah and the widow of Zarephath? Well, the land was in severe drought, and Elijah was trusting God daily for his daily bread, literally. And the Lord sent him to this widow, and he asked her to make him a cake with the last supplies that was to be her last meal before starving to death. And she did. Well, her provision was very small. But her giving by proportion was extremely large. So, of course, God miraculously kept her supplies full for every meal for her and Elijah and her family until the drought was over. So centuries before Paul spoke of excellence, the widow of Zarephath certainly excelled in this grace of giving that he was talking about. There's three more things that we can do to excel in giving. First, don't worry about what you have or don't have to give. 
giving proportionately of what we are provided relieves the pressure of worrying about what you have or don't have. We rely on the Lord as our source, and we give according to that. The second thing is give in proportion to everything that you receive. Giving proportionately involves much more than money. Whatever God has given you in whatever measure, in your time and your talent, or your wealth, give him a generous proportion of all of your resources. And finally, to excel in giving, be thankful. Just be thankful. Be it with a little or be it with a lot. You know, many times people with little know how to be thankful for what they have better than people with a lot. That's because they're not distracted by having so much stuff. So it's important that we excel in being thankful. Remember that Paul said, see that you also excel in this grace of giving. Paul knew that spiritual growth and blessings come from becoming an excellent giver. And I believe as we strive for excellence in this area, that God will expand our vision, strengthen our faith, and then he provides all that we need to fulfill his purpose for his glory in Jesus' name. Can you say amen this morning? Excellence in giving. Did you know that Christians are not meant to live in fear, but meant to live in faith? Stay tuned to hear how you can break free of fear in your life. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. There's a hole in the bucket, dear Liza, dear Liza. There's a hole in the bucket. All right, I get it. You need a new bucket. Not just any bucket. I want a Nebo Tools Bright Bucket. What's up? A Nebo Tools Bright Bucket is a 1.3 gallon capacity bucket that features a 200 lumen removable chips onboard puck light in the base to illuminate your bucket's contents or to use as an area light. The Bright Bucket is durable material but quickly collapses for easy storage and transport. It has a fold and carry handle, removable magnetic work light, and it's impact resistant and waterproof. It's a fisherman's dream and a nighttime gardener's friend. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights in including the versatile, lighted, bright bucket at Batteries Plus Bulbs Outlets, in hardware stores everywhere, and online at nebotools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. And now, back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith. Listen to this. President Franklin D. Roosevelt was famous for saying these words in his first inaugural address. He said, the only thing we have to fear is fear itself. At the time, he was speaking to the people during the Great Depression. It's very uncertain times. People were afraid. You know, there are lots of things that can bring fear into our life every time we face a serious problem or a change in our life the first emotion that typically hits us is fear and then our mind and our thoughts go on overload with what if questions what if this happens what if that happens the questions that drive our fears 
even further. And when this happens, when fear rises up in us, it's important for us to remember that as Christians, as believers in Christ, we are not meant to fear, but are to overcome our fears. The word says that God is love, and it also says that there is no fear in love. But perfect love, that's the only kind that God has, drives out fear. So it's natural to feel fearful. And fear doesn't always go away. But it can be overcome through faith in God. So I want to encourage those this morning who sometimes struggle with fear in your life by reminding you of three simple truths. The first one is you have to have the right perspective on fear. If you think about where you are in your life right now, there are probably some things that you used to get anxious and fearful about that you don't now. Learning to trust God and overcoming our fear is a process. As we walk with him, he continues to strengthen us and to steady us. You see, if God removed all fear from our future, we would never grow and learn to trust him. He permits difficulty in our lives because he's trying to reveal something that needs strengthening or changing in us. The second truth is this. We have to face our fears. We have to face our fear. My daughter, Ashley, who lives in Louisiana and whose husband was out of town, called us yesterday and put us on the speakerphone while she came face to face with her greatest fear, a cockroach in the kitchen. (laughs) So even though it took about 30 minutes of support from us over the phone, she battled the ferocious roach demon and eventually defeated it. But we have to face our fears. One of the definitions of fear is to take flight. So when the word says, fear not, for I am with you, it's saying, don't run. There's no need to run because I'm right here with you. It's when we face our fears that we learn that failure isn't final. The only people that never fail are the ones who never try. And it takes courage to face our fears. But understand this. Courage is not the absence of fear. It's the pressing on while the feeling of fear is still present. And finally, to overcome our fears, we have to believe God when he says, I'll be with you. In the Bible, the basis for not fearing is simply that God is with us. When Moses died... And Joshua was chosen to take his place. God encouraged Joshua by saying, Be not afraid. Neither be dismayed. For the Lord your God is where you is with you wherever you go. And when we believe God is with us all the time, we don't have to worry about what he's going to do and what's going to happen. Just knowing that he's with us is more than enough. When we have the right perspective on fear, 
when we learn to face our fears and we trust that God is always with us, that's when we can break free from the paralysis of fear that brings, that fear brings and live overcoming lives. It's been said that trusting God is like walking in a fog sometimes. We can only see one or two steps in front of us. But as we take each step, the next one becomes clearer. No, we are not meant to live in fear, but to walk in faith. And I love the fact that the Apostle Paul pretty much mentioned all the things that we're prone to fear in this single verse in Romans when he said this. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors. Say that with me. We are more than conquerors. Through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, we fear that, nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present or the future, nor any powers, neither heights nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate us. We're not meant to live in fear, but meant to live in faith. Wouldn't it be nice if we didn't have to think about money all the time? Coming up, learn how facing financial struggles is part of the journey God has put us on. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back. What's less than two inches big, fully rechargeable, and comes in three sporty colors? It's Nebo Tools Micro Pocket Light. Impossibly bright and unbelievably small, the Micro features six unique light modes, including the 400 lumen turbo mode and three LED color lighting options, red, green, and white light, to accommodate any situation. The Micro is small enough to conceal in your hand or fit on your key ring. This powerful pocket light even comes with a stainless steel necklace chain to keep this light with you wherever you go. Choose red, black, or silver to match your personal style. Find Nebo Tools intensely bright lights and flashlights, including the tiny yet powerful micro pocket light at batteries plus bulbs outlets in hardware stores everywhere and online at NeboTools.com. That's N-E-B-O-Tools.com. Use the promo code Christian Radio and receive a 10% discount on your order at work, home, or play. For the ultimate in flashlights, let Nebo light your way. We hope you're enjoying Bobby Bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith on the Bright Side. According to the New York Times, the Verizon company will receive over a billion dollars of bailout stimulus money to bring uh, fast internet service to low-income areas around the country so soon people will be able to go online and see that they have no money in the bank at, six, at 768 kilobits per second. <laughs> I think it's great that how they're using all that money. You know, I've been a part of the tithes and offering time of the service for several years now, and by now, you know that I don't always talk about tithing and giving or money issues. Many times I'm just hoping to bring an encouraging word to some of you. But this morning I want to remind us that this part of the service is very meaningful. 
Because it's not only a biblical directive for us to tithe and to give, but tithing and giving is something we all need to do. We need to do it for ourselves and for our own spiritual growth. And we especially need to give in difficult times. Let's talk about tithing for a second. Tithing, or giving 10% of our income, really isn't giving the same way. Tithing is an act of obedience. And it's important to God that we do it. And when we do it, we're acknowledging that everything we have belongs to God. And that's a good enough reason we should tithe. But the reason we need to tithe, say with me, need to tithe. The reason we need to tithe is because when we tithe, the remaining 90% of what we have is blessed. So while tithing is expected, it's also respected. But giving is also an important part of our life and is very important to God. Did you know that there are over 2,000 verses in the Bible that reference money or possessions? In contrast, there are about 500 verses about faith and about 500 verses about prayer. And of the 38 parables that Jesus used, 16 of them had to do with money. In the Bible, the word give is used 2,285 times. That sounds like a lot. The word love appears 733 times. The message here is that what we do with and how we handle our money is a big deal in developing our relationship with the Lord. You see, God uses money to test us. And hear this. Amazingly, He allows us to use money to test Him. One of the reasons we need to give, say we need to give. Well, that was, that was really enthusiastic. <laughs> say with me, we need to give. Is because giving keeps our heart in the right place. What we give to defines our, our priorities. The Word says where our treasure is, our hearts will follow. And there is nothing better to defeat materialism in our life than giving. Giving affirms that old saying that the greatest things in life are not things. Another reason we need to give, say we need to give. We need to give. That's better, thank you. We need to give simply to benefit other people. Since the beginning of time, there has always been those who are in great need. And the Lord made it clear that the church, that's us, are supposed to help them. We're not to share the gospel with them and just stop. We're to love them. And we're to share with them in tangible ways. The old saying is that you can, you can give without loving, but you can't love without giving. We also need to give. So we can see God's principles and truths manifested directly into our own life. Let me say that again. We need to give so we can see God's principles and truths manifested directly in our own lives. The word says, give, and it will be given to you in good measure. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over and pouring over into your lap. We need to give so we can experience that in our own life. And finally, we need to give. We need to give. 
Because giving glorifies God. You see, giving really is an act of worship. Just like praising Him is. The Word says it's more blessed to give than receive. And giving is a way that we can tangibly show our gratitude for all that He has already given us. Wouldn't it be nice if we didn't have to think about money all the time? I mean, we didn't have to try and make ends meet, have to provide all the needs for our families. I mean, I know we feel that way. But you see, that struggle, that challenge to meet all the demands of the day is part of the journey that God has put us on. And when we labor in the field and earn our wage and are still faithful, in spite of our financial struggles, He places in our hearts the desire to give what we can, knowing that it takes faith to do it. And that's when something special happens. That's when we grow stronger in the Lord. That's when His principles about money and prosperity are activated in our lives. And that's why we need to give. So giving is important. And we need to do it well. The Apostle Paul said this, See that you excel in this grace of giving. Now I happen to know, in case you don't, that Bethesda has always been a generous and giving place. You have been listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby would like your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at onthebrightside.org. Are you looking for a place to promote your products, services, church, or a great advertising vehicle? On the Bright Side is open to a select number of exclusive advertising partners. Get a deeply discounted package with exclusivity, endorsement, and web and social media inclusion. Call today, 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. Or Bobby at onthebrightside.org. 847-312-8197 or bobby at onthebrightside.org Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com. Or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com. 
or call 817-755-8484.